Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sana Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey guys, this is April Talbert of Gabby Grace Boutique, hanging out in the studio with my girl Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. We all around Memphis, Tennessee right here. We in the mix as well with DJ BA, a.k.a. No Genre, a.k.a. Brandon Adams. And we on Verbally Effective Podcast with Miss Ina Esco. Let's go. From launching his business, Massage on the Go, when he was 25, to now having more than 450 therapists in 50 states, Samuel Nelson has proven that hard work and resilience are key ingredients in the recipe for success. Despite not knowing anything about massage when he enrolled in Massage Institute of Memphis, Sam completed his courses and started Massage on the Go, a mobile massage business specializing in chair massages. By starting small doing massages two days a week at the University Club of Memphis, he was able to connect with several business owners who would mentor him along the way. After losing several customers during the recession of 2008, Sam would reevaluate his business plan and began to market massage as a wellness tool instead of an amenity. He also began accepting health and auto insurance which allowed him to grow his client base to people who couldn't normally get massages because they couldn't afford it. This new approach led to the creation of Medical Massages of Memphis. In addition to his primary business, Sam works with a group of African-American community and business leaders on a program called Mound Collection, our community, our development. A clothing company on the surface, the organization takes the profits and purchases homes in the Orange Mound community for redevelopment. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Verbally Effective podcast. Be sure to download the pod on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeart, and cast box. I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco, and today on the Verbally Effective Podcast, I have with me the owner of Massage on the Go, and he is a very active with the Mound Collection. His name is Samuel Nelson. What's up, Sam? How you doing this morning? Hey, how you doing this morning? I am wonderful. How's it going on your end in quarantine? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Look, I know that you've been participating in, you know, different virtual um, presentations. We're going to get into that later on the pod, but we're in a whole new world these days, right? Yes, we are. We're ever changing every day. 
every day and i'm i'm wondering are we gonna see the end of the road but um we just got to take it day by day but we're going to kick off the verbally effective podcast like i do with all of my guests what part of memphis are you from sam i'm from bethel grove orange man lamar airways okay bethel grove i've been around bethel grove in my day you know yeah, they say Belter Grove is the suburb of Orange Mound. We're literally right across the street from each other. Uh, if you know where Airways Shopping Center is, so that's Orange Mound. And if you face the uh, Airways Shopping Center to your right, across the street, in the neighborhood is Belter Grove. Belter Grove. Okay, so how was it growing up in Belter Grove, Sam? It was, it was interesting. It was... Um, it was a surreal thing uh, on a lot of uh, levels because I didn't realize until I got to White Station Middle School that seeing the white people put me strong. So that was one thing. Other thing is everybody had a hustle or a job. The guy across the street owned a cement company. The guy next door had a construction business. And then the guy down the street was, you know, did cars and things for everybody had their own little hustle and business going on. And then we also had, you know, the hood entrepreneurs running around there. So I learned from every aspect of uh, being in that neighborhood. Okay. What school did you go to? Initially, Bethel Grove Elementary. And then one year at Sherwood for sixth grade. And then the rest of the White Station Middle School and White Station High School. White Station. Okay. So, Sam. What kind of activities were you involved in at White Station High School? I bootleg CDs. Uh, so, let me see. I did. <laughs> yeah, I've been hustling for a long, long, long time. So I played football, and I sold CDs on the side. At Sherwood Middle School, I sold candy and cut yards in the sixth grade, and then played football, too. And in White Station uh, Middle School, I got into the National Science Association, uh, doing that, I love science and math. And then at the high school, was the same thing in the science association. I was also in the salsa club, pretty light on my feet. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I did football, wrestling, track. And I actually used to get a yearbook from 2002 and open it up. I'm on a second page as the most friendliest person in school. Everybody in school knew me. Wow, Mr. Friendly. I know, I feel you. I'm the same way. And you must have liked money very early in life with all these hustles. Yeah, my parents, um, I remember I was dating a girl and she got free lunch. My parents, and lunch was only like $2.50 or so. So my parents gave me $2 every day. And so I was eating her free lunch because she didn't want it. And I kept (laughs) my $2. And then I took that and added it up and bought me a CD. went to you for their CDs? I had CDs, but I, my main money came from Gucci. So 
me and my cousin got a plug with this guy uh, that had folks in China, and we was buying Gucci for twenty dollars and selling it in South Memphis, North Memphis for hundred dollars. So we buy a yard of Gucci for twenty dollars offline from him. We had the material, the fabric that just make clothes out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gucci Chanel, Fendi Burberry, and uh, the fake, the fake uh, leather uh, Chanel and fit. And we can buy it by the yard, <laughs> every color you need. And we'll just go sell it. I sold the guy six of the couch. So I'm in the high school, 11th grade, 12th grade, making about $1,000 a week off Gucci. Interesting. Interesting. Now, Sam, do you have any siblings? Yeah, my older brother, Rod, my little brother, Justin. I'm uh, Justin in uh, New York right now. Okay, you guys still pretty close? Yeah, yeah, we all close. We all pretty close. Now, I know with him being in New York, you've probably been checking on him big time with COVID going on. Yeah, yeah, he'll be home, actually, uh, coming Monday, and uh, he'll quarantine for seven days. The house, you know, still big enough. we got four bedrooms about to grow, so he'll be in the front of the house, and my mom will be in the back of the house. And uh, So he'll quarantine for seven days and, and uh, make sure everything's good, and he'll be rocking around. He'll be here today. Reopen New York pretty good. That's good. That's good. Now, when you graduated from White Station, what did Sam do? Sam graduated from White Station. Sam was actually a biochemical engineer major. So oh, I wow. uh, did my prereqs in Southwest. I paid for, from bootleg and CDs and Gucci. I had saved up enough money. I paid for college out of pocket. So, uh, but at the time, it wasn't it was like nine hundred dollars a semester. So. I bought my uh, books and everything. I did a um, two years in, um, in college. I fought in MMA for about a year. Uh, well, I trained. I didn't really get out there and do a fight. I trained for MMA for about a year. And then I met a guy, and he taught me about being an entrepreneur. And I was sitting at the couch with my, uh, with my mom, and I saw a guy on TV doing massages. And I was like, man, I said, I can do that. Because he just, you know, I'm not trying to down him, but he just looked like he had a hustle about it. And I never had a massage, but he said he was making $150 an hour, and he was booked for the next six months. I'm like, well, I can do that. <laughs> and uh, I literally, you know, I'm a big person on faith. So I got up the next day and walked out on faith and doing the research about massage because I never had a massage and just, and applied for massage schools. Uh, my parents' mouth dropped uh, when I told them I was leaving college for a year. And they was like, why? Uh, you know, we need you to stay in college. And I remember telling my parents, I love y'all, but I'm paying for college out of my own pocket, so I can kind of stop if I want. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I paid for, um, I got into massage school. And uh, I kind of quit hustling because the police was getting real hot. And I got a regular job at UPS and uh, from UPS to Sports Authority. And then I unloaded everybody's tax returns. A lot of people don't know your tax returns on a flatbed pickup truck. And I had to unload boxes full of tax returns. Did then I did security uh, for about a year. I did a lot of stuff going through massage school trying to uh, get, it, get it paid out of massage school with 10000 Mm. So I paid massage school out and went back to college for about six months and talking to my mentor, Greg Gibson, and uh, he was talking about all the millionaires 
that didn't send us college. And I was still thinking, like, man, I'm wasting money in college. So I remember my uh, account two teacher, I was telling her I'm going to leave and start my own business. At first it was called Pepper Party Express. And what we had, uh, what I came up with was a mobile pepper session. And I have a massage therapist, a mobile jacuzzi, a nail tech, and an esthetician pull up to your house. Mm. And we'll do a whole spa at the house, but they weren't really uh, too fast. It was too many people, too many attitudes. So I just stuck with the massage therapy and uh, just kept growing up from there. So let's back up a minute, Sam, to when you went to massage school. Now, what does, like, the curriculum for massage school look like? Like, what what kind of classes? Like, how did that work? It's pretty intense. Uh, I, I'll tell you how intense it was. It was 17 people signed up my first day, and only nine graduated. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, it's not play-play what people think they see on TV because you have to learn kinesiology, which is the study of muscle and movement. Then you have to learn pathology, the study of diseases and skin diseases. And then you have to learn uh, uh, general science and then A&P. And then you have to take a, a, a business course on how to apply to massage. And then before you graduate, you have to take a hundred, you have to do a hundred massages before you graduate. And in school, uh, and, you know, to a normal person, a hundred massages sound like a lot. It's really not. But each massage is broken down based upon the general massage that they teach us. So they'll teach us neck and shoulder, and then we'll have a neck and shoulder massage workshop. Uh, the main thing is learning the, the big muscles and then the muscles that support the muscles, like your shoulder joint. Everybody see that big muscle, the delta it. But then we don't think about the small muscles. It's the six muscles that holding the bone in place up under your delta mm-hmm. So just learning stuff like that is what we learn in the massage school. And then we learn the flow of your digestive system and then the flow of your circulatory system. And a lot of massage techniques start in the Eastern medicine, which is uh, the Chinese part. So we learn the the radiance, the, the chakras. And then uh, after massage school, you can go more in depth. So like I tell people, massage school is like going to high school. And, or going to college, you got a regular degree. Uh, you really don't have a, a master in massage until you take on these other classes. There are other, there's 300 modalities of massage. And you can go take uh, a Reiki, which is the energy work of massage. You can take uh, neuromuscular integration, which is more uh, stripping the muscle away uh, and increasing range of motion. You'll see that a lot in physical therapy's office. And they don't really call it that. And trigger point therapy is really big. And then you have tried needling, uh, cupping massage. You'll see that on yeah. old kung fu movies where they use the hot cups on people to pull out toxins. Those yeah. are a bunch of things you can do after you go to massage school. You can go and get your, uh, basically, master's and doctorate in massage. It's not really that, but you take so many courses, you become a master. Wow. Now, you went from being a biochemical major and transitioned into the massage world. Did you utilize still, I guess, that foundation from being a biochemical major? Did it come in hand? Yeah, science to me, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little nerdy, so science plays a, a, a part in all of it because uh, 
people doing signs on a regular basis. It's all about trial and error and the control group. So different things I did in marketing helped me out. You know, because of signs, I write down on if this happens, then this might happen. And if it don't happen, I reevaluate it. The same thing with signs. You know, they'll think this might happen. Then if it don't happen, you'll figure out why it didn't happen. Then you adjust. So it's the same thing. Like with my first marketing strategy was the new cost breakers of chair massage. And they worked out a little bit. And then I really realized if I got into insurance companies and figuring out how to get into uh, brokerage firms, you know, my money and my company can grow quicker. So, uh, and then thinking about chair massages versus owning a day spa, you know, just using that equation on how much money I'm going to spend for overhead if I open up a day spa, or how much money would I do, you know, save if I just run the company from my home? Because I have 500 therapists in the field. They're all independent contractors, but I don't have to leave my home. I, I hire those people within their state, and it all goes back to science. You know, trial and error, what's the best equation, and then apply the, uh, apply the theory and see what happens. Yes, yes. Now, you know, with all of the changes that we've been undergoing with COVID-19, and I know your particular industry, you know, you actually have to put your hands on, you know, your client. So how has COVID-19 affected your massage on the go business? It was sad. I mean, to this day, we're right at $90,000 down uh, from the gross uh, we'll be doing around this time. So that's a sad thing. The uh, other part is, you know, uh, telling people that we're not working right now. When it first hit, it was surreal because mm-hmm. uh, we got email, one email from Florida, then another email from Florida, then another email from Florida, then New York. You know, as, as you saw stuff closing on TV, it was reflecting in my email. Mm-hmm. And people are closing or people doing partial payments and saying, uh, hey, you know, you can keep that until we reopen, which helped them, you know, helped a lot. But then uh, it, it was crazy. It was it was crazy. It was surreal. Like, but all my therapists are pretty powerful people when it comes to their faith and they're saying that everything will be all right. And um, uh, we can't touch anybody. You know, it's literally a disease or a, a virus that's transferred by touch. So we didn't work. So what I did is... Um, you can see on my Instagram and my Facebook and my LinkedIn, I took time to make self-massage videos. Uh, went to my office. Uh, well, now, uh, since the company grown, I have an office on Popper Body Mechanics. It's my sister company, and we use uh, the office. I do their house calls, and I have my therapist do full body massages there. So I went to the office by myself and set up a camera and a tennis ball, and I show people how to do self-massages with a tennis ball and self-stretches and stuff like that. And uh, then I started developing a massage app and things of that nature. So I was sitting around and just, you know, not trying to waste my time and figure out other ways to make money. Definitely, definitely. So how has that been working out? Have people been responding pretty well to your video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to the point that I'm um, actually trying to do a partner deal with some more massage tool company and do more videos about how to use them and uh, sell those as another form of income. So just trying to think of different ways and different platforms to either you know, do drop shipping or 
things of that nature on the website, just trying to get more revenue coming in, you know, uh, learning from this situation how vulnerable I am, you know, to touch. So you got to figure out ways to touch people without me physically touching people, teaching them how to touch themselves and help their partners out. Exactly, exactly. Now, I know that you are a huge advocate for the Mound. Tell me about your involvement with the Mound Collection and what what is the Mound Collection? Well, the Mound Collection, uh, Kevin uh, 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 Woods uh, started the Mound Collection. Me and him was talking about it, and it was his idea, and then he brought me on. And what we're doing is raising money. Right now we have a campaign that says, This T-shirt saves Orange Mound. It's bright orange and black letters. And we're using that money to uh, develop a property in Orange Mound into a coffee house. And we also uh, donate a lot of our time and some money to the Juice Collection. Me and Kevin sits on the board of the Juice Orange Mound. Uh, founded by Brittany Thornton. Uh, we actually have a 5K coming up with the uh, Mound Collection in Juice. Uh, this in October 31st, and I'm over that. And what we're going to do is just pull more awareness to what we're uh, what we're doing in Orange Mound right now. Our biggest project is redeveloping a property into a entrepreneur think tank uh, incubator mm-hmm. uh, right now on the uh, park in Elkles. I've started the Verbally Effective Podcast and talked with different people from the mound. You guys do a lot of work to, you know, just make the mound a better place again. I know, you know, it has to be a passion for you and your your hood. Uh, we was blessed with a new pastor around the same name, Franklin College. 
Collins from Jackson, really good pastor, and he's open for ideas. And uh, this year we'll be doing the second annual uh, Bible study Xbox tournament. And what I do is have kids come out. We have Bible study for about 30 or 45 minutes. And then we'll do an Xbox tournament for about an hour, two hours. And uh, we have food for the kids. And if you win the tournament, you get $50. Second place, you get $25. And we just give it to the kids so they can have fun. That's good. That's good. And, you know, I notice uh, with the churches now, everything is virtual. Everything is virtual which is a really good platform so we can utilize this technology during COVID-19. And I know that you recently um, participated in a virtual uh, presentation. You want to tell us about that one? Yesterday, yeah, the virtual summit, uh, the the getting used to the new real. Yeah, and it basically talked about uh, the funding, the PPP, uh, Paycheck Protection Program, uh, you can submit your W-2 and some more information. You better get that money. Uh, they take your 12 months and uh, revenue, and then you divide it uh, by 12. I can't remember exactly everything. I'm not over that part. I did the closing part of uh, the motivation to speak, but the paycheck education program was out there, and yesterday they just funded more money so you can do that and if you are an independent contractor you need your schedule C if you have a schedule C you can file for that and uh, that money is out there available so please please ask your bank uh, for the information but I did the closing remarks and my closing remarks basically I I talked about how this uh, as an entrepreneur we're always in heated situations and we want to be shining like a diamond so a diamond first has to be heated and it's our heated time, this emotional time. And secondly, a diamond has to be pressured. And these are times of pressure to pay bills, pressure to make payroll. You know, it's a lot of family pressure going on. But then the true value of the diamond, it has to be cut. And when you cut the diamond just right, you'll see the beauty of the diamond. And we need to cut the losses and cut out our mind that it's our fault. You know, these are things that happen that we couldn't control. Mm-hmm. And once we undo all that, we just polish it up, and we'll shine bright like the diamond. And uh, we just have to keep going and, and keep uh, pushing forward and keep remembering that these are things that we cannot control. So we mm-hmm. have to be adaptable to this situation and continue to be resilient and bounce back. That's right. And you know what's interesting to me, Sam, is, I mean, we are really finding out how much support that small businesses actually have, you know, financially, um, from the government, you know, it's been a lot of uh, talk in the media about how much they really support small businesses and what they can do for small businesses. So I think, you know, the exposure on just, I guess, things that we never thought of until we've gotten into this unprecedented situation has definitely presented itself. So, you know, how has, you know, your massage on the go business, uh, have you noticed support from our government with you trying to press on? Yeah, uh, I, I received the paycheck protection. Uh, that's why I know about it, and I'm actually was trying to pull it up as we were talking. But my bank got on it, and I really love my bank. It used to be first alliance; it just got bought by Guaranteed. But the people are still there, and uh, 
they hopped on it really fast. Uh, they sent me all the information I needed. Uh, Christian CPA firm is my CPA, and they uh, sent me more information. And the government sent me the money, and it, it helped me out a lot. It helps me out a lot. Gave me a good cushion because um, I try to save money anyway. But the extra money gave me a good cushion, and I was able to make uh, a lot of things happen. Well, that's good. That's good because everybody don't have that story uh, that you have. Everybody not in no, that situation. No, I'm hearing a lot of horror stories. But yeah. also, you know, just like last night, there was released that banks are being sued because what they was doing is only putting in the uh, loans for the bigger small businesses because the value of the loan is higher. Mm-hmm. So that and that was illegal because they were trying to make more money off those. Once we get over COVID nineteen, Sam, do you um, see you doing business in a whole new way? Because you know, like across all industries, everybody is reevaluating how they're doing things. And you've talked about you know what you're doing different now and how you've had to respond. But once we get over this hump, you know, do you see yourself just you know going about business differently going forward? Well, we're all. Uh, yes, you know, we're, we're all uh, adapting to the situation. Uh, we have always been very clean, you know, spraying everything down with bleach. and I mean, I bleach Lysol and doing the bleach wipes and letting everything air dry. So we're going to continue to be clean and wipe everything down. But again, you know, focusing on, uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize the value of having a, a, a product or something that they can tangibly sell. Mm-hmm. And drop shipping is pretty, uh, really good. And also focusing on how to develop a subscription in, in the company. You know, subscription-based businesses make multi-million dollars a year uh, mm-hmm. quickly. So it's just redeveloping that to uh, always have cash flow coming in. Definitely, definitely. I'm seeing a lot of people you know, transition into what you just stated, a subscription type product, you know. Right. Yeah, I can can see that, you know, covering all bases from a financial standpoint. But uh, Sam, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I want you to let the audience know how they can keep up with Samuel Nelson and Massage on the go going forward. Yeah, so it's uh, Sam at MassageOnTheGoMemphis.com. Sam at MassageOnTheGoMemphis.com is my email. Uh, MassageOnTheGoMemphis.com, www.MassageOnTheGoMemphis.com is our website. Uh, Instagram is at MassageOnTheGoMemphis. Twitter is at MassageOnTheGoMemphis. Facebook is at MassageOnTheGoMemphis. LinkedIn is Samuel B. Nelson. Uh, so I'm always there, and if your back hurts, just go out the back door. Yeah, we'll show up anyway. You know, we're, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Sam. I 
wish you nothing but the best in your business, in your daily endeavors. You know, you received the calling from the Lord. I didn't know that. You you told me something today about that. So I wish you nothing but the best, Sam. And I know we're going to get over this COVID-19 and everything is going to be beautiful again one day. Yeah, one day <laughs> soon. We're going to have a barbecue and everybody's going to be invited up. We're going to get back to that. Right. We're going to be in the mound, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam.